Good evening and welcome to tonight's edition of The Probe. It's your election headquarters edition made possible by Petrol Soul, your clean fuel in full quantity. Petrol Soul is always a delightful experience. Tonight we will conduct a post-mortem of the NPP's parliamentary primaries in constituencies with sitting MPs. It was definitely a fierce battle that has seen as many as 28 sitting MPs losing their hold on what they once called their seat. We'll get to unpack all the issues before, during and after the parliamentary primaries and the major hurdles that candidates had to cross to get here. Don't forget, the bigger contest will be on December 7, or rather is it November 7, depending on how much work goes into the realization of the EC's proposed reforms, but that's for another day. Tonight, we'll probe how the mighty have fallen and how some of the mighty nearly fell, but still firm. That's all on the show tonight and we'll get to go through all the details if you missed it yesterday. This is a recap show for you. We're live on the Joy News channel on Joy 99.7 FM on radio or also on myjoyonline.com. We're on Facebook DSTV channel 421. Go TV is 125. And the number of qualified aspirants that went into the contest yesterday, 318. Unopposed, 33. The number of cases in court is just one so far from what we're hearing. Also disqualified aspirants, 7 17 of them were disqualified. Those who stepped down, we had four of them uh, on hold. Uh, we're told about three, but it appears that it's about four. We know about Ukiapim South. We know about Mampong. We know about Binduri. And we're also hearing about Aguna West. We'll get into the details of that. And the candidates that were vetted is 376. So that's the number that went into the contest yesterday. Incumbent MP constituency, we had Sarah Joasafu. We know about the situation in Dom Kwabinya. Many of you are not surprised about that situation. Ablekuma not Sheila Battles is out. Amasaman, we had a queer Uswefi Efifa Mensa also out in Tema Central. Yves Hansen Norte is out of the contest. So, one of the casualties we have Moses Enim Trobu, Ni Tina Gifty Na Ayele Mensa Wejagbawe. So, this is the greater Accra uh, contest. This is what we are looking at in terms of the incumbent casualties. So, let's go to the Ashanti region now. Echima Achimampunya, that's what we call it. Isaac Kwame Siama is out. Achiman Wabieja South, Emmanuel AJ Amre is out, Akwesi Dakwa Bwating Busumi Freho out of the contest, Akwesi Dako Bwating in Jabbing, he lost. George Kwabina Obin Techi Mansun Kwanta out. That's uh, still in the Ashanti region. We have Imano Akwesi Jemfi Odotobri in Team Augustine Collins of Fengsu North, one that many are surprised about. And the biggest one many are so surprised about when it comes to the Ashanti region, Eugene. Boache entry, Subing, one of the men that led Ken Masgo contest in Parliament. He's out and now he will not contest or you know lead Subing again. We have a lawyer Ubri um, Boaheng um, taking over in Subing. Let's head to the eastern region now. Osei John Frimpong Abrim. Gifty Chumampofwebua Kwa North out. Suhum Kwejua Sante is out. Kofi Ochria Jekum Fantia Kwa South. Kwabna Amankwe Siyama Fantia Kwa North. So North and South they've all booted out the MPs. Uh, we go to the eastern region. We're still in the eastern region. We go on. Yeah, let's go on. Now we have the central region. Elvis Morris, Donko, Abura Asebu, Kwamankese out. Bright Rekubrobe. Unfortunately, Himan Loadentra, the Deputy Employment, Labor and Relations Minister, um, many of us, our hearts are broken. Bright Rekubrobe is out. Uh, he's been booted out. In the northern region, Jaba John Benam, Zabzugu, is out. Um, in the western region, Joseph Kujo, another surprising one, Efia. We also have Samuel Erickson Abaka Shama, 
also out. Uh, we head to another region. Okay, so these are uh, the female faces. Unfortunately, we're hoping that we could get a number of females staying, but incumbent MPs who have lost. These are the faces. Wale Wale, we have our gender minister out. Gifty Chumampofo, Amapumabwati Njabing, Sheila Batels, my MP, Ablekuma North out. Um, Sarah Adwasa, for many, not surprised about that. Dom Kwabinya out. So these are the faces. And Tina, uh, Gifty Nayeli Mensa, Deputy Health Minister, she's out. Um, she's been replaced by Jerry Ahmed in the Wajak Bawe constituency. So these are the faces. Now in Dom Kwabinya, at least, you know them. Uh, we go on. Uh, Michael Kwe is now going, Okwe Jr. And Dr. Gideon Bwaku, who joined us via Zoom, we'll get details from him shortly how he did it. And ousted Dr. Frida Prempe, sanitation minister. She replaced um, Cecilia Abinadapa. We have in Subing, so this is what it looks like. Um, we've taken over Kofi Obri Yabua. Many we do not even know so much. It's booted out. Eugene Bwachi entry. We've been talking about that. So yeah, we'll just go through the slides. Now another crack contest Asensu Buache he was able to stay in spite of all the, the challenges and the hurdles he faced he's uh, been able to retain that seat and he will be uh, facing that contest in December Bantama now which one are we going next to yeah let's go uh, we go to Asante Achim Central well this was a huge one also Kwame Enyemedwenchi fought that battle and one uh, against uh, Kofio Fusun Kansa and then Nana Ajiman Amponsa. Which other one? The other uh, crack contest, Adansia Sokwa, uh, KT Hammond. He was able to retain that. He beat uh, Samuel Dakwa Benefo. He told him he was going to beat him in that contest. Definitely did, in spite of uh, all the issues that came up. And the Apia Kubi, uh, one other contest in Asante Achim North that many thought he would be beaten by Kwesi Kwating from Paul. But unfortunately, it's just 12 votes that he got there. So it doesn't look like it was a contest at all for Andy Apia Kubi in Asante Achim North. Which other one can we look at? We go on to Ayawasu Central. This was another one that Icekwe was hoping that Abo Moses would beat the greater Accra Regional Minister, Henry Korte. But that did not happen. Look at the... In fact, the gap was not too wide. Five, nine, four, three, two, six. But of course, um, it's wide in such a contest. It's definitely wide. So that'll be all in terms of the crack contest, how the mighty have fallen, the near-falling mighty amongst others. But let me go to Zoom right now. And then I'll introduce my guest also to you. Of course, I'll be taking inputs from Dr. Shrebo Kweku, Director of Electoral Services, Electoral Commission, who will join us via phone. We'll touch base with Henry Nanabwache, National Organizer of the NPP, currently in Kumasi for obvious reasons, because they are meeting the Ashanti Traditional Council tomorrow. We'll also have Dr. Rashid Draman, Executive Director, Africa Center for Parliamentary Affairs, joining us via Zoom and taking inputs for Dr. Asa Sante. He's a Senior Political Science Lecturer, University of Ghana. He'll give us details. And in the studio, Studios. Uh, tonight, we are privileged to have join us the president, Women in Politics Forum, Abuja, Nigeria, Eberi Ifendu. She's in the studios with us. She came to monitor this particular contest and thankfully will join us with what she found. Welcome to the studios. Thank, Thank you. you so much for having us. We also have Evans Limako, Director of Elections of the NPP, accompanying her. She's in the, he's in the studios with us. Evans, what a contest has been. Are you surprised at any? Uh, this is the victory for the new Patriotic Party. Okay, well, uh, we'll get into it uh, shortly. But let me stay on Zoom and find out if Dr. Gideon Buako uh, joined us via Zoom. We understand he'll be jetting out of the country shortly. So we'll touch base with him. Thank you so much uh, for joining us, Dr. Gideon Buako. Congratulations in order, I guess. You have to unmute. Ah, sorry about that. Good evening. Thank you. How are you? 
I'm doing well. I should be asking you how you're doing a day after the victory. How are you feeling? I'm doing so well. I, I just got to Accra and to meet the family. And uh, it's all joy at home. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. What did the trick? Is it the Baumia factor? What exactly happened? How did you beat Frida Prempe? Um, what I think, first of all, is by the grace of God, um, the favor of God and the grace of God were, were with me. And then uh, when it comes to my my personal aspects, I, I think I, I work hard. Um, I've endeared myself to the delegates and the constituency for quite a long time. Um, turn on office. Oh dear. We have a freeze in that um, connection to Dr. Gideon Boako. Uh, but we'll try again and reconnect with Dr. Gideon Boako. And then, uh, of course, we'll be hearing from Sylvester Mentor as well on this. But uh, let me take a quick break here on the program. We'll return with more. Please do stay with me. I am MFA Apau, and this is the probe. Please do stay. This is your election headquarters made possible by Petrosol, your clean fall in full quantity. Petrosol is always a delightful experience and it's the postmortem of the NPP parliamentary primaries that was held yesterday across the country in terms of um, areas where they have sitting MPs and we're talking about the casualties. We've been hearing uh, from one of the men that has already beaten a mighty one in Tano North, Dr. Gideon Boako. We'll get back uh, to him shortly via Zoom. But let me bring in Dr. Shribo Kweku, who's Director of Electoral Services for the Electoral Commission monitoring or supervising that particular election for the NPP yesterday. Dr. Shrebokwaku, thank you so much for joining us here on the probe. So it's, um, I would want to find out, at least in terms of supervision of this particular contest. How would you describe it? Thank you, Good evening, my sister, and good evening to your listeners and viewers. Uh, when it comes to elections as this the party conduct the election under the supervision of the Electoral Commission. So we are tasked to supervise 104 constant elections, and by the grace of God, we successfully completed 103 with the session of ENB, where the final part was disrupted. So the END, it's good that you mentioned the issue about END. What really happened when it comes to the END situation? Dr. Srebo? According to our officers, they have finished sorting out. They have stacked them according to their candidates. So they were counting the first candidate ballot when some people rise into the seat and they started destroying the ballot papers. So is it the case that there was no declaration at the end of the day when it comes to the YND votes? Yes, so the, the, the feedback from the region is that we were not able to declare the results there. But they do not know who actually won. So the counting process did not conclude for us to know who actually won for declaration to be done. So as it stands now, no candidate can say they won that election in Yendi. From the letter committee point of view, we did not complete the process. So what will happen then after this? It is left, the, like I said, the party is conducting a real supervision. So the party will have to take it. Okay. But generally, though, apart from the Yendi situation, uh, do you have cause for concern when it comes to your supervision of the other constituencies? I think the, all, all the other places were smoothly run. And we had all the support from the, the party and the state uh, delegates and the city services. So we didn't have any difficulty in defending the results of the others. Mm. So on a scale of 0 to 10, um, or 1 to 10, 
how would you say in terms of your supervision and the conduct by the NPP itself? How would you rate yesterday's um, elections, you'd say? If not, you compete by one, the, the negative is one over 104. So, technically, you are more than 99%, correct? So, I think I, we, we are successful by more than 99%. Okay. Well, that's a, that's a good one. And you, could, you can hear uh, Evans Nimaku there um, giggling in the studios about that um, ratings that you've given in the NPP. We're grateful uh, for your time, Dr. Shribo Kweku, for that assessment of yesterday's elections. And that's the Director of Electoral Services for the Electoral Commission uh, giving us their view on yesterday's elections. Um, Dr. Gideon Mwako will conclude with us um, via Zoom. Dr. Gideon Mwako, I'm, I'm hoping we have a better connection to you now. You were telling me about what did the trick in terms of your beating Frida Prempe in Tano North. I can hear you loud and clear now. Hopefully it stays that way. Yeah, I'm okay now. Okay, Dr. Wako, it appears that the victory is affecting uh, the, the network connection there, and the network is pretty happy about your win as well. But we'll try and then establish contact uh, with you shortly. But let me come into the studios, and I would want to hear uh, from Iberi Fendu, especially in terms of um, your monitoring of the situation. We are really grateful that you're here uh, with us in the studios. You've been around. Let's talk about where you've been and, and what you noticed. Uh, okay, I was in... Um... Ashanti. Hmm? Uh, Kumasi. Kumasi, right? Okay, okay. It was your first in Kumasi? Yeah, my first in Kumasi, yes. Okay. And uh, we visited about five or uh, thereabouts, you know, um, stations for the elections. And it was orderly. And uh, what got me attracted to the whole thing was uh, we saw that the Electoral Commission was fully involved with the primaries. We saw that uh, they used the Electoral Commission pulling, uh, voting uh, uh, things, they had the ballot box and everything and then there was enough security it was done orderly for me, I had conversations with some of the aspirants that we met there and they were all you know, happy with the process and in politics and in electoral process, nomination of candidates is very important so you are either winning or losing from the point of nomination you nominate the wrong candidate, it means that the party will lose that seat. And then if there is rancor, there's also a problem. It might lead to people, you know, voting, you know, another direction. But when the nomination process is so clear that if you win, you will know that truly you actually won that election. And if you lose, you will also know that you lost. That will give you, you know, that feeling of I did my best. Either my people supported me or they didn't support me. It means at that time, you know, uh, they didn't see you as the right candidate. And that will also make you work for the party. So it's not now going to be about you. But when you feel cheated, and so I'm so impressed with the process. And uh, like I said, I said, oh, we're going to take this back to Nigeria. Because in Nigeria, after primaries like this, then there will be litigations. So I'm surprised that in Ghana, such things don't happen here. Most people actually lost their seats through the judicial process. And it's because of, you know, nomination process, lack of internal party democracy. For me, I saw internal party democracy work. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, and I'm very much impressed. So I'm happy that I'm in Ghana to witness this, and I'm taking back so much. Uh, we are about also having a kind of um, amendment of our electoral um, laws and then the constitution. So my recommendation would be like a report of my uh, observation here in Ghana. So some of the things that we have seen, and these are the things that, you know, I can tell you is a positive thing in politics. We want to also take it back. So it's going to form my recommendation because we are looking at how are we going to reduce the influence of the judiciary in elections. And then I give you an instance in Nigeria, a state in one of our states, Plateau states. The governor there is now a governor, like an orphan governor, without a single member of parliament in his state, both at the national and at the state level, because we run a federation. So his case is a pathetic situation. They won elections, but because of internal democracy, people challenged it. And then the Supreme Court, I mean, for the legislators, it ended at the Court of Appeal. They were all removed. The governor was lucky his case went to Supreme Court, and they returned him. So he is an orphan governor. You are going to be at the mercy of an opposition legislature, and you know what that means. So um, I think it's very important for us to get things done at the nomination period. Okay. So I'm very excited. I'm happy with uh, my experience. But some will say maybe uh, you've been to the party stronghold, at least uh, is the Ashanti region that you were in. Uh, even though it was an internal contest, maybe uh, from where you were taken to or where you went to, everything may have been that orderly. Um, have you checked on the other areas whether indeed uh, that meets the satisfaction Yes, what you've been yes about because I've, well. I've also spoken to some friends I have in Ghana okay. here, and from the reports from their constituency, you know. And again, let me even say something. It was a very fierce contest. Yes. Very fierce contest. So even when you look at it as, you know, uh, Kumasi is the mm -hmm. party's uh, stronghold, I saw the aspirants. They were tensed. No, they were really not sure of winning. So the delegates had the power to determine who will go for them. Yeah. And so uh, I don't think it's about, you know, uh, the stronghold of the party. It's about organization. Huh? And I, I think this is not just about what played out yesterday. Mm -hmm. It must have been a process that was put in place to get to this point. Okay. So, yeah. Well, we'll get into the issues about uh, vote buying and whether uh, your monitoring picked up any of, the, of any of these happening uh, in the areas that you went to. But Evans Dimako, I'm sure at this point, is itching uh, to coming on this. At least there's only one case that we are told was in court, but the issues about the consequences that were on hold. Maybe you can clarify that for us, then we can look at what happened yesterday. Well, thank you for having me. And, and good evening to viewers. Uh, I think for us as New Patriotic Party, uh, we, we, we are happy with the outcome, at least, and for viewers, we've heard from uh, Dr. Shebo Kweku from the Letra Commission. We've also heard from uh, Barrister Iberi, a foreigner who, who went to Kumasi. I mean, if there was going to be any heated contestation, it was going to be in our stronghold. And as she said, uh, this must be a process that really worked. Uh, we started this exercise when nomination was open. Everything had been very transparent. Uh, aspirant will tell you that they were given all that they needed to have from the party's point of view. Uh, registers were given. Uh, delegates were assured that they were in there. Registers were verified by the constituency. Uh, we collaborated very well with the Electoral Commission and the Ghana Police Service. So we were not surprised 
for the outcome. But, you know, as human as we are, uh, there will be one or two casualties. So, mm -hmm. so uh, the party... As 28 having, casualties. No, I'm, I'm saying that in, in terms of the conduct of the exercise, mm -hmm. you, you are mentioning uh, other <laughs> issues. In terms of people, uh, certain MPs who could not make it at this stage, uh, it's unfortunate, but this is New Patriotic Party, a very organized internal exercise. They are all pleased with the outcome. I've not, as I said, uh, heard from any one of the candidates who was not successful complaining about the whole conduct. So I, I am happy and confident, confident that we are going to put ourselves together and work hard towards uh, getting our presidential candidate, His Excellency Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, winning December 7 presidential elections, as well as New Patriotic Party winning majority of the seats in Parliament in order to make government business in the House very successful, not to have the kind of parliament we have now. And so mm -hmm. we will continue to work together. Uh, this is the evidence of uh, winning the major elections ahead of us. We are very focused. We know we have numbers across constituencies. And I, I want at this point to say that before the elections, the national chairman issued a goodwill message to the parliamentary candidates and the party at large. The general secretary issued protocols to party rank and file, both candidate and uh, uh, delegates. And, and, and the collaboration between the party and the EEC worked very well. Mm -hmm. uh, you, the media, covered almost every constituency that we had this exercise. And we are all seeing uh, how it turned out. And, and it is because it is a new patriotic party <laughs> that is organizing it. And so uh, maybe in future you will see other, other parties, maybe the NDC, they won't give any better. But guidelines that we're giving ahead of the election, no campaign, no campaigning on campaign day, uh, issues about vote buying, you were not really clear on that. But at least uh, our reports, at least you mentioned that the media was everywhere. Our reports about camping, at least uh, it came up, there were allegations of camping on that day, especially in Ablikuma West, for instance, and the vote buying issues that came up. Is the party concerned? Well, I mean, at this point, I'll, I'll crave indulgence. Uh, you shouldn't hear one side of the story mm -hmm. and conclude. Uh, the definition of political party act is very clear on it. Uh, treating is not, it's illegal. And so if it happened, it might be reported. I'm aware of one case where an MMDC or an MC who had been nominated uh, felt that having... I mean, giving some support to delegates, uh, he didn't get what he wanted and was chasing mm -hmm. after them. And then I'm aware also that the OSP is after him. So mm -hmm. that's about it. it, it in all constituencies that we had this exercise, there were regional executives and national executives, as well as the constituency elections committee. At the end of exercise like this, they're expected by the national executive committee to submit official reports and these reports are collaborated by what we get from the EC and the Ghana Police Service. Okay. And so the NEC will wait to receive reports from these bodies. And then uh, whatever needs to, actually needs to be undertaken by leadership will be taken. So One such constituency point, will be in the, uh, will be getting to it and what action 
you had the EC that the party would have to take that action. So Evans, we'll come to you on that. But let me go on Zoom. And we've been talking about some casualties. Uh, 28 of them at least have fallen. They are not going back to Parliament. And um, that's an issue of concern for at least political watchers in terms of what will happen. And we know some of them who are not contesting again. At least they didn't contest again. And what kind of parliament will the ninth parliament be is one of the issues of concern. Let me bring in Dr. Rashid Draman on this. But I'm told that we have a better connection to um, Dr. Gideon Mwako. Maybe we'll try one last time and see uh, if we can get that victory message from Dr. Gideon Mwako. Then I'll come to you, Dr. Rashid Draman. Uh, Dr. Gideon Mwako, I bet we have a, a better connection to you. I was asking if it was the Baumia factor that did a trick for you. No, I can't say that. Um, like I said, I went into the elections very well prepared, and I worked for it. I had a very solid team also at the constituency who were even working for me at the time that I was not around because of working at Accra. But I must say that, uh, yes, the grace of God was with me, but... Um, this is something I've also worked on very hardly by myself, by my team, and all those who have me. It's interesting to know that I went into this contest and about the 85 campaign team members I had, all of them were delegates who were moving crisscrossing the constituency. And I had a team of dedicated young people who were ready, battle ready to cause a change in turn on off because they felt they needed to be a change in the NPP parliamentary elections in the constituency. So it's not just by myself, but I must say, I really, really salute the gallant young people and elders of the constituency who believed in me, had trusted me, loved me, had confidence in me, and showed commitment towards this good cause. So it has nothing to do with the office I work with. In any case, okay. the government MP I was seated is, is, is the cabinet minister. So if there is anything, she's the one who should have leveraged such advantages. But I think it's by hard work. We worked so hard and we were able to secure the victory. Has, has Frida reached out um, to you already? And the concern now is going forward, how you're both going to work together uh, to retain that seat uh, for your party? Um, she has not reached out to me yet, but I'm sure. But have you I reached guess. out? But have you reached well, out? I haven't done so also. I mm-hmm. left the constituency this morning and came to Accra this evening. I got to Accra in an hour time. Okay. And I'm sure if she hasn't reached out to me today, it's so much of a problem. Let's give ourselves some time and some latitude to, to take some respite. So I'm sure in the coming days, both of us will speak. Either I reach out to her first or she reaches out to me. But whichever way it is. I understand that beyond the competition, there ought to be cooperation, and we have to come together to work hard to increase the voice in the constituency, and more importantly. Okay. All right. That, I think that'll be all uh, for Dr. Gideon Buako, at least. Um, uh, he's uh, actually mentioned, at least, uh, he's going to reach out uh, to Frida Premper amongst others. We've also tried reaching out to her, but it's been uh, difficult so far. But Dr. Rashid Rahman, you've, you're on Zoom uh, with us as well. So we've been talking about the names. I'm sure already uh, we've compiled the list. We got 28 at the last count including Ajoa uh, Safo, and we have Eugene Boachi and um, Tina Mensa, a number of them and that have fallen already. And we have some new entrants coming in. You've been looking at the list and the old guards also that did not contest. Already uh, looking ahead into the ninth parliament, are you happy uh, with how it's going to look like in terms of the dynamics and how everything is going to play out in the ninth parliament? I'm not happy. 
Um, I think going into the ninth parliament, we have a struggle uh, in terms of civilizing the parliament. Uh, and that struggle is an issue of uh, experience and continuity versus inclusion. Um, you know, if you add those who lost yesterday to the already tall list, uh, particularly tall in terms of longevity uh, in parliament and experience uh, of those who decided not to run, the likes of Honorable Chambers and those who were in this group, you add that to what we saw yesterday, uh, we, we have a serious problem on our hands. On the one hand, we want to see our resolution. We want to make sure that, you know, uh, different voices uh, take part in our democratic process, take part in, in parliament. Uh, at the same time, you know, you want to make sure that you don't sacrifice experience and mobility uh, in parliament for just uh, simply the issue of inclusion. Particularly, particularly uh, in our republic, where you know not many people get prepared before we come to parliament. And today, uh, I think we all agree the kind of challenges that our country faces, as well as the nature of democracy today, uh, the nature of the global issues that uh, you know people in leadership have to deal with. Uh, that that is not for everyone. You know, we need people who are prepared. Uh, so, come January 2025, I think the new parliament is going to be the night of, uh, of a lot of experience comes. Uh, and some may say, well, we will have fresh uh, minds coming in. But um, let, me, let me state this. I mean, we need fresh minds. So we need fresh prepared minds. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you know, you are going to have a situation where, you know, you get people in there, particularly also because of the the kind of system that we run in Parliament. They get, you know, a kind of induction when they come in. But usually this induction is just a, um, a three-day kind of event. And after that, uh, they have to learn through the ropes. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the position where we are in the country, um, I think this is not a time to, uh, to be playing with uh, very important issues like, like, uh, like who goes to parliament and who uh, makes decisions on behalf of all of us. And let me state, when I've been listening to the discussion uh, mm -hmm. for a while now, and I've heard the issue of monetization, the issue of good buying. You know, we can we can deny it any any how we want, uh, but this is now an open secret. You know, as as somebody said today, uh, these are done, you know, in broad daylight under sunshine. Things that used to be done in secret, and we hear them in whispers. Today, people are bold enough to say, "I paid this." Uh, and this person also paid, but he paid more. Or we hear delegates saying, you know, the person gave me this, and this candidate gave me this. How did we get to this point as a country? 
know, we are destroying our democracy. And what, what, it, what it means is that, you know, going forward and very soon, you know, people who have very serious contributions to make in our country uh, will need to be denied opportunity. Well, it appears that we've all, but it, it looks like um, it's become normal. We've normalized it to the extent that when we ask indeed, for evidence, indeed. nobody comes up with that kind of evidence. Uh, you hear delegates say that this person paid that. The OSP in the last election put some names on wanted lists. Up until now, nobody has been punished for that. Why, why then won't it become the case of the highest bidder goes to Parliament? Indeed. Indeed. Indeed, Brian. That is, that, is, uh, that, is, that is what is quite worrying. Uh, because you and I, maybe at one point, might want to go to Parliament. But, you know, uh, do we have the, the sign of the, the wallet that is needed to build a war chest? And then the second issue I think uh, I got disturbed about is, you know, the, the fact that the party did not protect its women, its women candidates, women MPs. Thank you. Uh, the, the, the Honourable, the, the, the Director of Elections for the MPP is sitting there. Maybe you should put that question to him. I mean, why did they sacrifice all these women and just let them out uh, into the open uh, and, and put them I mean, without any protection? And already we are crying. We have 14 out of 275 women. These uh, are gone. Uh, come elections. The rest that are left in Parliament, most of them are likely to lose. I mean, if we go by uh, the trends from previous elections, mm -hmm. we are not we are not careful. We wake up in January, uh, we are going to have uh, less than the current fifteen or so percent that we have. Okay. Yet, yet the IPU, the Interparliamentary Union, the CPA, the Commonwealth Parliamentary Association, now is on the neck. I mean, these organisations are on the necks of. Uh, all parliaments around the world. By 2040, if you don't have parity, you can't come and sit at the table and make decisions okay. in, the, in, the, in the world affairs of parliament. You can only show up and sit there as an observer. And if this trend continues where well, we don't protect our women, uh, we are going to very soon be an observer uh, when it comes to the world of parliaments. Okay. And That's I think, um, yes. We'll have to leave it here uh, for now, Dr. Rashid Rahman, and I'm sure uh, that uh, these are conversations that we'll have um, going forward, uh, looking at uh, the list uh, that we've brought in. Dr. Asas Sante also joins us um, on the phone. Um, at least he's been watching this election as well, political watcher. And uh, Evans has noted this particular issue about the women and the protection, and I'm sure Barrister Berry uh, will also have an input on that. But Dr. Asas Sante, this is an election that um, you've been watching and monitoring as well yesterday. Any uh, particular surprises for you in terms of uh, the names that have come up, those who won and those who lost? Good evening, MFA. Good I evening, I'm not, I'm not surprised about the turn of events. Uh, I was expecting a thing of that nature where, where, where we actually, actually won. We actually won some of these people to leave Parliament because... Um, the people uh, want them out. They believe mm. that they have outlived their usefulness. They have not been able to address their concerns for them uh, and 
Which then, constituency, for instance, are you referring to? Oh, um, you have heard from the, the, the political system that some constituencies, they said that, oh, this person must go, uh, we don't need this person or that person. Take, for instance, Adjoa Zafo, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I was not surprised that he lost. Because as an MP, you represent the view, the interests of your party. And you will also represent uh, the interests and views of your constituents in Parliament. And you will serve as a link between your people and government. This role, in the last two years or so, you will see Madame playing this role effectively. In other words, he left his peop her people. Uh, when the party needed uh, her support in terms of voting, he was nowhere to be found. Only we find him on the internet dancing to tunes and TikToking and whatnot. Uh, was very responsible on the part of uh, Madame Amasi. All right, because then you left the constituents without any representation, and you also left the party without any support. Obviously. They are not going to put you in parliament again. So I was surprised that you got the courage to go and then show herself that you wanted to contest. If I were, eh, I wouldn't have taken that position that well. Mm. Uh, he has the right to take that. But the good news is that the people of Domefa Benya have shown to the world that they will not countenance anything short of the service that they require from their leaders. And for me, that was very refreshing. They did exactly that. And that, going forward, anybody giving the power to serve, you need to be able to dedicate yourself to the service of people as well as your party and your government. If you forget about these things, you'll be shown the exit. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Others who also lost, like the Tubing MP, all right, I was not surprised. You were right? Yes, you were fighting a good cause. Okay. But you, you realize that uh, the... the, the the political actors, um, a lot were against him. Mm -hmm. It was unfortunate. So definitely, a system will be put in place to get you out. That aside, uh, if you are taking such uh, a duty or a tax, you need to also put your house in order. Uh, if you look at the constituency, uh, for your people to vote against you, obviously there are a number of things that you were not able to what, deliver uh, to them. And mm -hmm. based on that, it will form part of the opinion of keeping you up. Are, are, are you one of those who would think that at least he may have been punished by the system for the course or the path that he chose? Oh, obviously, uh, you know, the political actors will have a hand in that. But that okay. is not alone. But uh, the constituency for every, uh, for you to lose, then it means that it goes more than uh, what we are talking about. Uh, what is the situation on the ground? More often than not, people forget about constituency-specific issues. Mm -hmm. And they occupy their attention with things that are national in character. That is not to say that is wrong. But look, you want to serve the two masters at the same time. How you balance it is nobody's business. Okay. Your duty is to be able to play that role very well. And I think that is where the gentleman uh, did not uh, do well. He was fighting a good cause, and uh, I like his uh, bravado and all that, but he failed to put his house in order in the okay. constituency, and obviously they'll throw you out. Uh, there was always 
uh, this statement by some of the political leaders in the MPP that, and I, I just heard also uh, from Dr. Rahman, the issue of uh, the accretion rate in Parliament mm -hmm. and the rest of them. I hold a contrary view. Uh, yes, anybody put in Parliament will learn the rules, and in no time he will become the best for okay. his party or her party and the state. All right, so if all the time, yes, if we are lucky to have experienced people maintain at all times, fine. But look, nobody can decide to the constituents who they want them to represent them in Parliament. Okay. So we'll continue to change them. And I expect, and I also trust Parliament, Parliament always have what? The socializing service, the socializing agency, and be able to inculcate values, give them training, and in no time, they rise up to the occasion. You recall the time of J.H. Mensa, Abraham Osehidu, and all that. Where was Mr. J.H. Mensa? He was just a backbencher. But in no time, the gentleman learned the rules. He became a source of many. Mm. And his work is there for the world to see. So I believe that uh, anybody giving the opportunity to be in Parliament, in no time, if he is serious, you learn the rules. And okay. Okay. But I want the changes to continue unabated. That any MP who does not perform, we should throw the person out without any, uh, you know, fear or favor. That is the way to go. So that when you go there, you remember that people put you there. You serve our interest. If not, you can come and then uh, tell us any cock and boost or we throw you up. Then the issue of monetization and all that. Briefly mm -hmm. uh, on that. Mm -hmm. a big problem. And there is no problem that we cannot solve. But unfortunately, uh, for my country, we are not ready to solve this problem. The political actors are so hypocritical that they always play outside that see this thing doesn't happen. They hide behind or oh, giving transport to uh, people. They define it in all manner of terms just to throw that into our eyes that, oh, it doesn't happen. Where is the evidence and all that? But I tell you, uh, from where I sit, the political actors are not ready to deal with this problem. But I can tell you without your contradiction that if you go on this call, a time will come, look, messages will not be anything for any voter. We rather consider man, and that is where we'll lose it. But people like us will continue to uh, speak against it because okay. once we get there, then we don't have a democracy. You right. know how far we have come and how much we have sacrificed for the survival of this democracy. We will continue the advocacy and make sure that people will listen to messages. And then the one that resonates with them, they vote for those people. Well, I'm taking money. Dr. Sasante, we'll have to leave it here. We're indeed um, grateful. But before you leave, it looks like Evans, uh, Evans Nemako wants to put in something, a uh, reaction briefly at least. There were a lot of things that you said and that I saw him nodding and wanting to come on, especially the issue about the system punishing uh, Eugene Boachintri, for instance, and the issue about monetization. Maybe briefly before he leaves. Yes, yeah, so, so do, do, good evening, and, and, and I'm happy uh, to hear from you. Uh, I, I'm happy that you disagreed with Dr. Dramani, so I'm also right to disagree with you. <laughs> the the system mechanism the party put in place, there was no arrangement in whichever constituency to favor any particular candidate. In the case of Sudan, there were four candidates. I'm surprised that you, you want to base your argument on the fact that because of a certain agenda that he was pushing that caused 
But he problem. also mentioned that Eugene failed to put his house in order, apart from the fact yes, that but, the system but was not working. If you are not careful, system. that will become the major issue for discussion. Mm. And that's why I want no, to... No, no, that's that not the issue I on the streets, though. You that mm -hmm. Other parties also played a role. Exactly. You can, can you put your heart in your hand that that was also no part of the contributive factor? I'm it saying... Is, but you cannot say it. But I'm saying that... No, no, yes, I, but no. by and large, he was not able to put his house in order. That's why they took him out. Okay, now we'll continue this conversation. Good night. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you very much, Dr. Assassin. Today is a political science lecture. But Evans, really, um, that's the word on the street, at least everywhere you pass. Since Eugene lost, that's the word on the street that because he took up such a task, reason why the system fought him. Are you saying that the system did not fight Eugene? I, I don't think any system fought Honorable Eugene. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that in that constituency, there were four of them. Mm -hmm. But look and, at the votes in the, and, for and, the four and others. One other person had contested with him in the previous contest. And mm -hmm. so, uh, how difficulty appreciating that position. Okay. And uh, Honorable Eugene is among the 28. Mm -hmm. uh, Honorable Gifty in Ebuakwa uh, North mm -hmm. couldn't Chimankofo. make it. Uh, you mentioned that the uh, Himan Lower Dencha Rekubrobe couldn't yes. make it. And some people had booking, including you. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying that at this mm -hmm. point, is the new Patriotic Party's victory. I'm saying that our candidates who were able to garner uh, some level of support should appreciate the constituency and realize that it will take all of them uh, to work hand in hand uh, for us to win. And so I'll plead with them to speak little, engage more, and, and work towards uh, devising an arrangement that will get us there. And it will surprise you also to know that some women now were also able to, to remove some men in the case of trouble mm -hmm. uh, constituency. Honorable Moses Enim lost to Gloria, and in, in Ablekuma North, uh, Sheila lost to another Ulla. woman. So, yeah. Yes, it, it is back, not exciting looking at the numbers we have. I am pro women. But couldn't we have put a system at least in place to the, protect the, 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 the women the candidates? The party will not impose any candidate in any constituency as much as possible. What we did was that a woman applying will have a certain rebate in terms of payment. Mm -hmm. And that has always been the arrangement put together by the party. But going forward, I am of the position that as a country, for us to have enough women representation in parliament, we need to have the, 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 the list system mm -hmm. uh, or that representation where you say this is reserved for women mm -hmm. so that we can have the numbers. It is, you can say it, but... If you are going to put a candidate that you are not sure that the electors are going to vote for her, you will not risk it. You mm. need numbers to ensure that government business will pass. So, yes, that is why when we put in place mechanism, we make sure that it is very transparent to all But why would we be worried that when you put the women there, people will not vote for them? So, so we are not imposing you. Mm -hmm. You go through as any other candidate, except that when it comes to payment of filing fees and others, you'll be given a certain rebate. The new patriotic party has always done this. Mm. And all the women who went into this contest will tell you that this is the first system the party put in place. They were all given the registers. The, the ballots had their representation well captured. They're very beautiful on the ballot. Their names were there. Delegates knew them. And, and all of that things played out. 
That's so, enough. And I'm sure Barrister Berry would want to come in on this because women in politics forum uh, definitely should be concerned about the female casualties in this particular contest and the fact that in Parliament we don't have enough women already. We've been drumming this in. I'm sure you're concerned about this. Yeah, I'm very much concerned. You know, um, for me, it's not about NPP as a political party. It's a problem that we have across Africa. And I think it's... Um, something that you know the uh, people of uh, ghana should look you know into we need a parliament that will be able to you know pass the affirmative action law it's not so clear that you know it's not what we are going to uh, allow the political parties to decide there has to be a legislation there has to be a change in constitution that mm -hmm. will talk about affirmative action that will talk about special seats for women mm -hmm. I'll just give you an example of what happened in uh, Syria alone. If prior to their elections, you know, they had just about 18 women in parliament. But a few months to the election, the agenda and equal uh, opportunities uh, law was passed. And that helped women to come up. And so there was this, you know, law that says that every, every political party filing candidates must have a minimum of 30% representation. Mm. And so the uh, Electoral uh, Commission insisted that as they are bringing the list of candidates, you know, for every three candidates, one must be a woman. What did that do? It helped women in Syria alone to come up. After the elections, they moved from 18 to 40 women in parliament. So you see, it's, it's, a, it's a problem we have in Africa. When we celebrate Rwanda, when we talk about Senegal, South Africa, and the rest, they have laws. So we need to ensure that we have laws that will govern this. Um, apart from women losing their seats, I'm still saying that mm -hmm. it's not even enough. It's not just about the women that lost their seats. There should be a certain percentage of women in every parliament, not only in Ghana. We are having the same issues in Nigeria. We presented uh, five gender bills last uh, parliament, and we lost all the bills. We are strategizing to see that we represent we all. We still have the affirmative action bill yes, in Parliament. So exactly. Yes, so, so I think it's something that African women will come together. It's looking as if it's bigger than you know a particular country. So, but if we can come together as African women and make this demand and push it up to the United Nations, because we need. Also, uh, you go to United Nations. There are conventions. I'm sure Ghana is a signatory, just like Nigeria. But why is it difficult for it to be domesticated? Mm -hmm. So it's something that will, you know, look for a more positive way to push it. And then let there be laws that will guide women. I'm happy that MPP is giving um, some kind of concession to women. But I'm saying it's not enough. It is not a problem of the party. It's actually a problem of the system. And so we need you know, legislation to do that for us. Mm, hopefully. But um, I was asking you earlier about um, the constituencies that were put on hold and whether there's a decision, at least uh, we've finished the elections. What then happens? Is it three constituencies? Is it four? What exactly? Or how many constituencies exactly were put on hold and, and what's their fate going forward? Okay, so we're going to have this contest in 104 constituencies. Mm -hmm. uh, three of them uh, went to court. Uh, Mampong, uh, Aguna West constituency mm. uh, went to court and then Binduri. Binduri okay. was supposed to be acclamation, but then it was still put on hold. Then we had Kapim uh, South because uh, Honorable Obiyama uh, withdrew from the contest. 
but then there was a petition from the regional and constituency party. No MC, regional and constituency party wrote to national headquarters. And if you look at our constitution, it says that for you to become a candidate for a constituency, you need to satisfy the constituency party, regional party, and national party. So if there's a petition from the two, it, it makes sense that national party gives it a certain attention. And we are just down with it. The national chairman, general secretary, is going to receive a report from officers who went round, after which the session will be taken. And we also be waiting but for the MC asked that um, he wants to be part of the election, knowing that now uh, the MP for the area, at least Obiamwa, was not contesting again. What's the fate of that MC? Is he going to be um, allowed to contest? Should we um, start that particular so, so race? The issue put up by the General Secretary's uh, communication was that because of the petition received mm -hmm. from the constituency mm -hmm. in the regional party. And so it, it doesn't have to do with what the MC wrote. So okay. when the National Executive Committee meets, I think the, the, the national chairman will then communicate. And we are doing this to ensure that, even though we are not in a rush, mm -hmm. the new patriotic party is focused in winning by making sure that everybody is on board. That's why, at this stage, we are urging our candidates who were able to obtain higher numbers from the delegates to invite all those who went into the contest with them mm -hmm. to ensure that we are able to reconcile and, and go into elections 2024 with the United Front. And beat the NDC to it. Meanwhile, Yendi, you did Meanwhile, not address Yendi, we the issue had, about Yendi. We, we had, had both had, of them had, saying their winners. We had Dr. Srebo Kweku. Mm -hmm. The report he received from his regional director is that they were not able to conclude. We are here to receive reports from the national officer and the regional party and the constituency party who we'll collaborate that with what we get from the police and the EC. And that will inform the party. What then will you say to the candidates then? Both of them are holding themselves up, saying that they've won that election, even though the EC has not officially declared. They must all respect the protocols uh, given by the party through the general secretary. They must respect the party's constitution and the guidelines that were put out by the National Executive Committee. Okay. Well, let me bring in briefly before we wrap up um, Sylvester Tete Botiano, English Yamanfro. It was such a tight race, but um, he definitely um, came out victorious. Sylvester Tete, thank you so much uh, for joining us here on the probe as we wrap up. Really, definitely must have been a very tight race for you in Botiano, English Yamanfro. What worked? Thank you very much, my dear. Thank you very much. We, we can hardly hear you. I'm asking. It definitely was a tight race, but what did the trick for you? Well, uh, thank you very much. Good evening to our listeners. Obviously, US, uh, it's a competition, and there are many, many factors that, can, that account for elections in this country. Having won election over 120-something different, <coughs> it's tight, but not that tight in a contest where there are many, many uh, forces, obviously. Uh, well, my good work in the constituency, what I've done in the last three years, uh, I would say, uh, did a trick for me. Uh, there's so much at stake, and of course, different interests, uh, especially people who voted against me, who attest to the fact that in the last three years, what I've done in that constituency, we've had MPs in the past. My record sounds tough. But there are other factors and other considerations people to, uh, to, to, 
come to that determination. But there is no share. I think I've won uh, with over 120 votes. Okay. That, yeah, that's not uh, to say that uh, it was that close. It wasn't close. I mean, okay. Congratulations, certainly will be in order because there were those who were saying that you would have been punished uh, by the system for at least, at least your delegates, I should say, not the system. Everyone doesn't want me to use the word system, but at least we know we know the track record. At least you didn't go with Afrofront or you stayed with the NPP and people were hoping that you'd be punished for that. But going forward, I'm sure briefly, um, 30 seconds, I'm sure a message going forward um, to your constituents and your other contestants. Well, uh, what it means is that today in my closest contender court congratulate me today. Okay. And uh, I shared with uh, the vision for the party that all of us have a responsibility to come together and work for the party. Okay. The way to, to lead the party is victory. And I don't think that should be lost on her at this moment. For all of us to be mindful. I've told my supporters yesterday that we must be moderate in our celebration. We have a bigger task ahead of all of us. The biggest enemy in going to an election is a divided house. And I don't think that I want to lead a party that is divided. If the, okay. contest, the contest is over, who's ahead of us is beating the NDC for the third time on the trot in that constituency to really cement our hold on that seat as a party. And that I'm prepared to do that. So I think that what is important, what we have done as a party, what I have done as a member of parliament, is the record we are taking to the next election. Okay. And that's what you will lead all of us. We're grateful. We're grateful for your time. Sylvester Tetebe and Botiano English Amafu definitely won that. And the final word, 30 seconds uh, to you, Barista. Uh, if you thank you so much uh, for joining us. Maybe briefly, um, you, you give us a parting word as we leave. Yeah, thank you for having me. And uh, it's been, you know, a big experience for me. And uh, what is left is what I'm going to do with it. And I've been in a position to call you to tell you the, you know, positive things we are taking back. I'll be waiting for the full report. Thank you so much. Uh, she's president of Women in Politics Forum Abuja, and I'm sure that women in politics would look towards you uh, for a lot of help in that regard. Evans Nimako, he's our friend. He's always with us. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. He's the director of elect elections uh, for the NPP. That's another edition of The Probe. Another one comes your way in time. There's